No matter who you are, things in your life probably aren't going as expected, whatever that means. But the things you are doing right now, no matter what they are, that's your life. It's not a plan B. I'm your host, Madeline Mortensen, and you're listening to This Is Not A Backup Plan. Hi friends, welcome back to This Is Not A Backup Plan. I am so glad you are here. Thank you so much for your patience with the delay of this episode. It was supposed to come last week, but I have accepted a new job and in the process of moving to Salt Lake right now. So my life is just a little bit busier than I envisioned it would be this summer. I've been applying for new jobs throughout the year casually when I've seen something that has seemed like it could be a good pay bump or it could be something that I'd be really interested in doing. I'm in a great situation where I like my current job. And in my mind, that means it's the perfect time to be casually on the lookout to prevent myself from being in a situation where I am desperately looking for another job because something has went wrong at my job. So I applied for this job in Salt Lake thinking it was a long shot and then I got the first interview and then I got the second interview and then I got the offer. So I'm going to be moving to the city next month And although I am so excited about the different social and cultural opportunities and just living somewhere that's bigger than Cache Valley, it is just a little bit stressful to be moving. But I am really excited for you to hear this week's episode because it features Maddie Murphy of The Bad Broadcast. Maddie started The Bad Broadcast a little over two years ago. It's a super fun podcast where she does a variety of episodes from deep dives to listener submitted episodes where she shares funny stories from her listeners. And most recently, she did a really great interview with Amber Fillerup that I really enjoyed listening to. So in this episode, Maddie and I are discussing simple pleasures as well as things that should be simple pleasures but are not. I just want to say before we get started, one of my simple pleasures is whenever I see the reviews that you leave on Apple Podcasts. I'm so grateful for when you take the time to do that because it helps me grow my audience and it helps recommend my podcast to other people. So if you would take a moment to do that, I would really appreciate the help. And it's really fun to hear from you. It's really fun to hear what you're liking and to be able to use that feedback. In this episode, we're going to share some simple pleasures that were listener submitted, and I'm so grateful for those of you that took the time. So without further ado, enjoy this special Maddie and Maddie episode of This Is Not A Backup Plan. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, of course. Happy to be here. I'm very excited to have you. Before we get started, will you just introduce yourself? Yes, my name is Maddie Murphy. I run an Instagram page and a podcast called The Bad Broadcast. I'm from Utah. I live in Salt Lake. I have two cats that I don't stop talking about and a wonderful dude named Matt in my life. I love it. I just listened to the Friends breakup episode is the most recent one. And I thought the story about the fact that you were listening to Matt singing when you were like going through this really hard time was the sweetest. You can't make that up. If that was in a book, I'd be like, that's cheesy. That could never happen. That's what I think. And it actually didn't even hit me until like years into our marriage that I was like, oh my gosh, those two events lined up. That was when I met Matt or first heard of Matt, first heard his voice. And it was like in the middle of my worst breakup. I like didn't even put those two together until afterwards. And I'm like, it was, you were here all along. I was like crying to him. (laughs) 
I love that. I think yeah. that is the sweetest. So something that's very fun about the Bad Broadcast is that you celebrate complaining, which I think is really great. I think there's a place for complaining, especially like in a good natured way, because we Definitely. all have these things that irritate us and getting to talk about them. I think when we've decided like we're complaining is happy because sometimes it's not helpful to complain. So having a space where this is what we're doing, I think is really fun and really useful. Definitely. And I'm all about saying it and then leaving it there, you know, like let's complain, let's feel it. And then let's leave it there and let's move on. Let's not carry it with us. Let's not let it affect our day to day. Let's just have some fun. And then those things for me, they're so much easier to cope with when I can make them funny and lighthearted and then just leave them there. Yeah, I agree. So today we're going to talk about simple pleasures, but because this is like also with the bad broadcast, we're going to talk about those things that should be a simple pleasure, but for whatever reason, they're just not awesome. Or they're maybe <laughs> not like the level of joy we might expect out of a simple pleasure. So I was thinking we could get started. When you think about a simple pleasure, how do you define that for you? So for me, it's all about me, ease, all- something that's just easy to do, something that like, because there are a lot of pleasures that you were like, my family always calls them like earned memories. Like you can have some happy memories from like hard camping trips or tri- or traveling or like raising kids. There's all these things that you have to work really hard to get the good stuff. I shouldn't say that about kids because I don't have experience. It comes with good and bad, but the simple pleasures are the things that come more naturally that you can do every day that don't require a lot of exertion. That's what I'm all about. Just the ease of things that feel good. I agree. I was thinking about this and I think that a key simple pleasure factor for me, it would be the joy needs to outweigh the effort. There are things I love to do and the effort matches the joy, or even like you were saying, the effort might sometimes be more than the joy, but for something to fall into that simple pleasure category, I really think that the joy needs to be greater than the amount of work I'm putting in. Definitely agree. 100%. So when you think about simple pleasures, what are some of the first things that come to mind for you that you're like your go-tos or the things you do regularly that you're like, this is going to bring me that joy? My most recent one has been my mega couch. Have you seen mega couch on my Instagram? Yes, I have. We just, we pushed our couch together. Took us two seconds. I swear it has not gotten less fun the longer we've had it. I'm like, we're going to get sick of this and we're going to want to put it down. No, I love it so much. Every day that I walk in and I have this gigantic couch to just jump into, it brings me so much joy. We did have to move it and it was annoying to move it. But now every single day, I love it so much that my pillow, a good blanket, that's like key to a good night for me. I love that. And I also love the thing with the mega couch too. Like you said, like it was really quick. And like when it's not joyful anymore, it's really quick to fix. So it's just the perfect thing. No risk, just super easy and just a fun thing to have. That's also how I feel about like my nightly skincare. Like I used to just do it and be like, oh, this is so annoying. And then I was like, no, this is really fun. This is like time by myself to do something that I really like to buy, to try out these new products. So I just, I go to town. I stay up in my bathroom. I've got my little like mood lighting. I get a nice robe on and I just treat myself for an hour. And then I go climb into mega couch. That's, that is literally all I need for like my perfect night. I love that so much. (laughs) So I thought it would be fun to just like a few like categories to have you say what is what you would consider your simple pleasure in these categories. So the first category is food. So what are some of your food simple pleasures? You probably already know what I'm going to say. I love just a fresh loaf of bread. That is one of my favorite things from the store, even from the store, because making it, that's the effort one. But if you just like a bakery, just getting a nice fresh loaf of bread, $2, 
nice baguette and a good stick of butter. That's my favorite food. Like that's not even, if, if this was any category of food, that would be my favorite one. Do you have like a simple pleasure drink? Oh, I, okay. So I don't know why people hate on the Stanley. I don't know why people are like, it's so Utah to have the Stanley cup. I love my Stanley cup filled all the way with ice and cold water. That is my favorite thing. So I guess I'm telling you that my favorite food is bread and water. <laughs> They're so important though. So that keeps yes. you from dying, which is good. I yes. love that. And it's easy. It's free. It's, but I will say, so wait, do you live in Utah? Yeah, I do. I live okay. in Logan. Okay. So do you do the soda shops? Yes, I do. I okay. really like swig. Okay, perfect. So we have a thirst right near us and I'm not like a, I'm not a diet Coke girl. I'm not a, even a big like soda person unless I have Mexican food and then I like need a diet Coke with it. But I love those. I think those are a great simple treat. And when people hate on them, I'm like, you don't even get it. They're so fun. You just get yourself a nice little sparkling water with some fruit in it or something. I love those. When I discovered the sparkling waters, that's when it was, that's when I really got into it because I like, am so, so on soda. I like it more than I used to, but I think the sparkling waters are super fun. And when I discovered ordering in the app and that it was super easy to be like, what random flavors do I want to try today? I feel like that really increased the fun. And I agree with the soda shops and the Stanley cup. Lots of the Utah things that people hate on are also things that a lot of Utah women are doing. And that doesn't seem to be coincidental. Yes, I totally agree with you. And also, I always just think of the soda shops. It's like a snow cone. Like you would go get a snow cone in the summer, like multiple times a week. Like people are like, it's so weird. You guys go get it. I'm like, it's really not weird at all. People are like, you put milk in it. I'm like, it's an Italian soda. What are you? You did not invent that. Yeah. And we're not weird. And we're not, it's not just, I know plenty of people who drink alcohol and go to the soda shops. It's not a replacement. Like we, I always am so defensive of like uniquely Utah things because I'm like, that is my home state. Don't you dare talk about it. I love those things. I did not know this, but Swig is expanding out of the state. They have like shops in like Texas and Oklahoma. So it's not just like Utah, Arizona, Idaho. So I'm just saying if I lived in Texas, I feel like I would be frequenting a soda shop because it is so hot. Absolutely. Absolutely. So those simple things, you've probably heard me talk about this. I'm all about just like little treats for yourself all throughout the day. Even if it's just taking five minutes to guilt-free scroll on TikTok, if it's taking five minutes to be with your cat or take a nap or put your feet in the tub or whatever it is. I just think there's so many opportunities throughout the day. And I think especially as women, we always feel guilty. Like I always hate when people are like, oh, what's your, what's your guilty pleasure? I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't feel guilty about any of my pleasures. I don't feel guilty about anything I like doing. Anything that brings me joy, anything that makes me feel better, anything that makes me happier. I'm not going to feel guilty about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's, I think that's a really good thing because I think also for women, guilty pleasures are things that society has said it's embarrassing or it's weird if women do that. And we just have a lot working against us. So we should get to enjoy the things that we enjoy. Yes. Or people are like, oh, you like, what's your guilty pleasure movie? I'm like, if I'm enjoying myself, I feel no guilt. If it, even if it's got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, I feel no guilt. If I'm enjoying myself. So do you have any like simple pleasures related to clothing? Oh man. In the last year, I have really just decided that being comfortable is the most important thing to me. Like how I look is a secondary worry. I only want to feel good because if I feel good, I have more fun wherever I'm going. I'm in a better mood. I'm not fidgeting. I'm not like, oh, I don't want to be in pictures. I don't care as long as I'm comfortable. So really I 
So one of my go-tos for the last two years has been the airy offline sweats. Those are like my holy grail of sweatpants. And then I love like a vintage t-shirt. I love like going thrifting and finding this one's not vintage, but the same style. Like I love just finding big, cool, fun, old band tees. Like those are what I care about. And I'm like, yeah, could I probably put a little more effort in and spend a little more money? Probably, but I don't care. I just, I want them to be soft and I want them to be cool. That's all I care about. I like the thrifting element too, because I think finding something that you love at the thrift store for me is for sure a simple pleasure. Like it's a joy, it's unexpected. So you get like the joy when you find it and then the joy when Absolutely. you have the comfy thing to keep wearing. Absolutely. Thrifting is a very new thing for me, probably in the last year. And yeah, it's just this, it's this like serotonin boost when you're like, I found this in the middle of trash room. I found all of these cool yes. things. It's like this fun. And for me, I save so much money. I feel better about the what I'm putting into the environment. And I love like repurposing those things and giving them like my friend Lucy, who's, you know, she owns a thrift shop and she repurposes things. She's like, you're just giving things a new life. And I'm like, that right there is reason enough to do it. Finding a cool vase, finding a cool frame, like anything that I find thrifting, just it like means so much more to me than something I just get on Amazon. And I love it because I really enjoy shopping. I like going to a store. I like looking around, but sometimes I want to be careful like that I'm not just like mindlessly buying things. So at the thrift store, I'm like, maybe I'll regret that I spent $5 on this, but it's not like I added a new item to the circulation of items. Like, Definitely. And I love that it removes that part of guilt of shopping. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And I always think like, okay, if I don't like it, I've... I can take it back. I can re-donate it. I can give it to somebody. I can gift it. I can, a lot of times I'll take and get it tailored. So it fits better or something like that. There's just so many options. And I don't feel this like, like when I see like new clothes in my closet with the tags on that I haven't worn, I have this, I, it makes me ill. I'm like, that was such a waste. I just put more waste into the universe. I just, I hate that. So thrifting, I know we were talking about clothes, but hand in hand thrifting is a great, simple pleasure. I agree. I really like that. So I thought it would be fun to do a few seasonal ones. So I thought we could do summer and then winter. Oh, love it. Okay. A summer simple pleasure for me. Let me think. Let me think. Honestly, I love a early summer morning. I love like a crack of dawn. Like, cause in Utah, oh, we're so lucky with the seasons here. I just love it because it doesn't, it's not like Arizona where at 6 a.m. it's 105 degrees. So if I'm up early and I can get outside at 6 or 6.30 and it's still just very cool, very quiet, that's my favorite part of summer, no doubt. Because I'm, I'm not a sun girl. I'm not a hot summer girl. Like I have friends that are like, I love the heat. I'm like, ew, no, I would never say that. So in the summer, I'm always looking for little pockets of cool air and I love a summer morning. I agree. I, my bedding is all white right now and I sleep with the window open. So I like waking up when it's seven and it's cool and everything is like soft and buttery yellow and just like laying in bed and having things just be like nice, pretty colors with a breeze. Yes. And then to add on to that, having an ice cold Stanley cup of water next to you. Yeah. Wake up with cold water. What a joy. What an absolute joy. That is like one of like, when I know that I filled my Stanley up the night before and I've got that and it's just a little bit melted. Just the ice has just made it just cold enough. Summer morning, game over. That is my favorite thing. So then what would be a winter simple pleasure for you? A winter simple pleasure. Okay, I do. I love winter. I'm a winter gal at heart. Sometimes past March or like when we get winter past like the end of February, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good now. But November, December, January, I'm super into winter. So I would say 
let's see. Oh my gosh. I'm like thinking through, cause I love just like a fire going. Like I love like being at my mom's when she has the fire on or like walking into a building that has a fire in the lobby or something like that makes me so happy. There's something instant cozy vibes, instant joy. I love a Christmas movie. I love a Christmas sock. I love a Christmas treat. Anything Christmas is I'm totally in on. I feel like winter is kind of the time for simple pleasures because it always makes me think of, so we went to Denmark a few years ago and we were there in November and they're, they're so North that they don't get a lot of sunlight. So they dedicate a lot of their time and a lot of their energy to making things cozy so that people don't get depressed. It's the concept of Huga. I know people have totally used that word for years. So every time you walk into a building, like their airport has like Christmas trees and lights all around because they don't want anybody to feel the winter sads. So they just make sure that they keep everything warm and bright and Christmassy. And I'm like, that is the key to feeling good, I think, is just a strand of Christmas lights and a fire nearby. Oh, I love that. I think that is so fun to think about just like ways to be cozy because even though we're not that far north in Utah, when you think about other places like that, Utah winters can get really sad. So cozy things, I think, are key. Yes, they get it gets it can get bleak. It can get bleak here. It can get icy and cold and dark. And the days are short. We'll have a sunset at 4 30. Yeah, they're so they get so short. And I think that's the hardest thing about winter, I think, is short days. So cozy things are a good antidote. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's switch gears. What are things for you that you're like, this should be a simple pleasure, but it is not because of the effort or because of something that just becomes irritating about it? Shaving my legs. Shaving my legs should be the greatest thing because I love getting into bed with shaven legs and clean sheets. Like that's, that's wonderful. But when I'm in the shower and I think I have to shave my legs now, it feels like the most daunting task in the world. And then I nearly always cut myself. I always get a little razor burn on my knees. And it's, it's one of those things that I'm like, this should be easy because the payoff is worth it. But man, I hate the effort of it. I agree. I always think like, why does this take as long as it does too? I think this should be done in just a few seconds. It's not that hard, but then it always takes a little bit longer. Than- and how, how do I always miss like 25% of my leg? I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to get all the shaving cream on and I'm going to make sure that I hit every spot. And then I feel my legs and I'm like, why are my ankles hairy? I shaved my ankles. Why are they hairy? It makes me so mad. <laughs> and then heaven forbid that I need to wash my hair and shave my legs in the same morning. It's, oh, did you want to see me for three hours? No, not going yeah. to happen because it's going no. to take that long to get clean. Absolutely. It will every single time. So I always wish it's more. And same with like self tanning. Like I always want it to be worth it because I feel good after, but holy cow, I hate sitting there and doing the self tan. And I watch all these dumb videos on how to get my back. And I'm like, nope, not worth it. Not worth it. I love looking bronzed, but it's not worth it anymore. I think one of the first things that came to mind when I was thinking about this was taking a bath because I actually do really enjoy taking a bath. It's like warm, it's cozy, it's relaxing. And then after trying to get dry, I think is so annoying because you're going to be wet and there's just not a great way to get dry enough to be comfortable really quickly after taking a bath. Absolutely. And I get so sweaty. I get so hot. I'll be like chilly, like on a winter night. I'll be like, oh, I can't wait to get in the bath. 
I'm in there for 25 seconds and I'm immediately like, oh, I'm way too hot. I'm way too hot in here. Like I'm with you because I do love a bath. So I've compromised that I just do like, I hate going to bed with dirty feet. If I've gone anywhere that day, honestly, even if I haven't, I need to wash my feet before bed. So I'm like, here's my happy medium. I will do a foot bath. I will do a foot bath. I get the warmth. I get the vibe, but I don't get sweaty. I don't have to drive my body. My body's not sitting in like matty broth. Like I'm not dirty anymore. So that's been my happy medium. It's just a nice foot bath at the end of the day. I like the solution. Are there any other things that come to mind that you think I want this to be a simple pleasure, but it's not quite doing it? I feel that way about sleeping in. I I love to sleep in, but then I don't even want to say every now and then most of the time I wake up and I'm like that. I feel groggy. That was a waste. I wasted my morning. I could have gotten this done, but I didn't. So I've tried to, I've tried to weigh the pros and cons of waking up early and sleeping in. Cause I'm like, I love to sleep, but is that pleasure ever really worth it? Not usually. So I'm, I'll stick with my simple pleasure of the early morning. I like that. So what I want to do next is I have so many fun submissions from people of simple pleasures yes. and also things that are actually terrible. I feel like before we start going through these, we're going to have to give a disclaimer. Some things appear on both lists. Some things they that are a simple do. pleasure for someone are not a simple pleasure for <laughs> others. This is not a personal attack on the things that bring you joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just want to get that out there for people that are listening. This is not a personal attack. Do not worry. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun if I read some of these and you could respond and tell me whether you agree, if you think that's a good one or not. Okay. The first one that I think is just the very best if someone said when it's brisk outside, but the sun is out. So when you get in your car is like very warm and toasty. Oh, down. down. Okay, so you're not a fan. I hate a. I just hate a hot car. Like I hate like anything that's like surrounding me in heat. I just am like, like, unless it's on purpose, like I love like a sauna, like when in my swimsuit or something like where I'm aiming for it. But if I get in a hot car, I'm like instant barf. Like I do not like it. Do you like a hot car? My mom loves a hot car. So I don't like in the summer when you get in your car and it's hot, but in like October, if it was like chilly outside and then my car is like a nice temperature, I get very excited about that. You're totally right. You're totally right. That is much better, but I still, I prefer like a chilly car. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. It's so fun to see how people are different. I had someone that I was driving around a lot with at one point that AC on all the time, AC on all the time because she wanted airflow. She always wanted airflow. And it was like September, October when we were driving around a bunch and I was like too cold for the air conditioning. Yeah. That totally sounds like me. Luckily I did marry somebody who's like, wants it even colder than I do. So I'm always like, pump the AC. Like I could always go for 10 degrees cooler than I am. I love, I love some airflow, but I totally understand like getting in a kind of just a warmer car than it is outside. So I get that. I totally get that. So the next one is reading outside on a porch swing. How do you feel about reading outside? Oh, I, so I rarely, if ever read like a physical book, I will do an audiobook for sure. And I love like going on a walk with an audiobook. That's one of my favorite things. So if that is considered reading outside, then I'm fully on board. And if I had a porch swing, I can imagine that would be absolutely lovely. I, so I love an audiobook on a walk and I like reading outside, but I wouldn't categorize it as a simple pleasure for me because with like sun and wind, sometimes it's a little bit more work to keep mm-hmm. the pages. So I think it's a super joyful thing, but I feel like sometimes it doesn't quite hit the spot. 
Totally. I will say my, so one of my friends, Meg, who's a big reader and she just bought this gorgeous home and she has this, like this front porch bench. And I think she reads on it sometimes. And I'm like, that looks incredible. If I had that set up, if I was a physical book reader, I can totally see the pleasure in it. I love that. So this one came in a few different iterations, nice smells or like fancy lotions or perfumes. Are you a smell person? Does that bring you joy? I love, oh, I love like a clean, I'm like a clean scent person. I also love like citrus scents. Like I love something that just feels very clean. Like I always buy like a lemon candle or like a lemon counter spray or things like that. That's a go-to for me. And then with like products on my body, I love just, I don't want anything heavy perfume. I just want something clean. I just want to smell. I always say I want to smell clean and rich. That's all I want to do. So I kind of search those out. I don't like anything too perfumey, but I am a big scent person. We actually have lavender that grows right outside our apartment building. So I'll go out there and I'll pick some lavender every night and I'll come in and I'll rub it and I'll make Matt smell it before we go to bed. So I love like a fresh scent. I think that is such a simple pleasure. I love that. Oh, fun. Okay. Buttered toast. hundred percent love. I was going to say, I felt like pretty good about that one. Yeah, butter toast Here's and one. buttered noodles. Oh, yes. Leftover pasta for breakfast. I'm not against it. I'm not against it. I don't do it often, but I, if somebody told me that was like something they loved, I'd be like, I can see it. I can see it. So I feel like this one could be controversial. Ice cold water and minty gum. Oh, I feel neutral on that. Let me think here. But I get the kind of burst of like freshness that it gives. It's like those little icebreaker balls, remember? And you bite them and it's, and it's you get a brain freeze because you have so much mint in your mouth. So I, I get that, but I don't do it a lot. And I don't search it out. I feel like I like it when it happens, but also if you have sensitive teeth, sometimes it can be a little bit too much. Yes. I, this is a really random one, but I, my brothers and I talk about this all the time. Having chocolate ice cream followed by ice cold water. I don't know what it is, but it is like the most satisfying, not together, not like mixing them, but when you're eating chocolate ice cream and then you wash it down with ice cold water, there's something, if you haven't tried it yet, please do yourself a favor. Okay. I'll have to try that. I've not done that. <laughs> when the waiter picks up your leftovers and packs up your leftovers in the to-go container so you don't have to. Oh, love that. I love servers. I love servers. They're just... They're, everybody should be required to be a server for at least a year in their life. Instead of required army service, we should have required server server service. <laughs> that would be practical because you'd appreciate the people that help you so much. Definitely. Definitely. I love that. I love when people appreciate like the effort other people put in their jobs just to make things that much easier. Like I feel that way about like at hotels when they bring you something you need. It's that is thank you for caring about this and thank you for caring about your job. Yeah. I love the little extra. Okay. There was one I was going to read. Okay. So a few people said clean sheets. Do you feel like that's a simple pleasure or do you feel like the work of remaking a bed makes it like neutral for you? Where are you at on that? I will say for me personally, it does feel worth it. I don't love the process, but like the ratio of how much I love clean sheets is worth it. I judge nobody when they're like, yeah, I wash my sheets twice a year. I'm like, live your life, girl. I totally get it. If I didn't share my bed with a boy, I would probably wash my sheets a lot less. <laughs> so for me, it is worth it. What about you? Do you feel like it's worth it? I really hate remaking my bed, but I do hate when my sheets start to get tangled. So I feel like it's even, I don't know if it's bringing me huge joy, but leaving it is just not worth it. 
Yeah, I get that. I get that. And I'm like, in my younger years, I'd be like, I'll just buy new sheets when they get dirty. (laughs) Now that I live in an apartment that I love, like before we were in an apartment that I was like, I don't care about this place. I don't want to decorate it. I don't want to do anything. Now we're in a bigger townhome. And so I have more pride in keeping it clean and keeping my sheets clean. And so I will just pop on my headphones for a day and listen to a deep dive podcast and clean my house. And for me, Again, this is a personal thing. I understand that people hate cleaning and I do not judge them. But for me, keeping everything in order, it just relieves my body of so much stress that I'm like, this is worth it. I think what I need to do, and this is going to sound really silly when I say this, I need to buy a second set of queen sheets. I just got a queen bed. So I have like lots of twin sheets in my house for a lot of reasons too, because I have roommates. So I have a wild number of twin beds in my house. That's laughable. (laughs) But I think if I bought a second sheet, I could take the sheets off and then put new sheets right back on and didn't have to like wait till the laundry is done. I think it would be better. So I think I need to decide that as a grown up, I can have two sets of sheets for my bed. You totally can. Same with towels, two sets of towels. So then when you put your laundry in, you can still take a bath or a shower or shower people. I forget. But now then you can still take a really clean bath and you don't have to, I keep saying bath, shower. You don't have to wait for your laundry to be done. You can still have some fluffy, clean towels. Something that occurred to me the other day is I've never been a huge fan of using a washcloth because when I was a kid, Mm. I always felt like I could just have one washcloth, which it's probably always been my problem, but I was like, oh, then I can only wash my washcloth once a week. So then I never like used a washcloth. I just like wash my face with my hands. Occurred yeah. to me as an adult, I could buy seven washcloths and have a clean washcloth every you, day. You like, can. What a concept. And at Target, they're only like $1.50. So it's great. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that sheets and a bunch of washcloths are going to be some of my next purchases. Absolutely. That any anything like that, I'm all about having a good stock of clean socks and clean underwear, like all the kind of foundational things, towels, sheets. Those are like life improvers for me. If I can have a good drawer full of clean socks that I love, I'm like, that's a good day. That's a good day when I can reach in there and I know I'm getting a good pair of socks. I love that. Okay. I'm going to switch gears to things that people said they want to be joyful, but they don't want, but so one of my friends who was very excited when I told her that you're going to be my guest texted me. And she said, hot beverages. She's like, I want to like hot chocolate. I want to like tea, but I don't actually enjoy drinking a hot beverage in practice. It makes me ill. I cry so hard, especially hot chocolate. I can do hot coffee, like hot coffee. Cause it's a, it's not as sweet. It doesn't make, it doesn't give me that like sugar rush. But I totally agree with like hot with hot chocolate, even sometimes with, I don't know, just like sometimes with soup. Like I'm like, this is too hot for my body. Again, I hate hot. So if it's going to make me sweaty, I can't do it. But specifically hot chocolate, Matt and I were talking about this yesterday. I always want to cozy up with a cup of hot chocolate and it makes me sick every time. Okay. I agree. Like I would really like to like hot chocolate. I will drink it if I make it at my house and I've made it lukewarm and I like tea, but I have to drink it lukewarm or I will ice it because it's just, I cannot do a hot drink. Yeah. I love an iced tea. I love an iced coffee. I love like, uh, I was going to say an iced, what's an iced hot chocolate milk, (laughs) whatever that is, but there's something about the hot and the sugar that makes me sick. So if I'm going to drink something hot, it has to be like very easy on the sugar and hot chocolate is literally the opposite of that. Yes, it's true. Yes. Okay. Cooking a meal because there is so much cleanup or it takes a really, or eating the food is always faster than cooking the food is what other people said. I am, I am waiting for cooking to be worth it. I'm on board with that. I am waiting and I do it because it's what you got to do, but 
man, every single time I'm like, this, this effort was not worth it. Especially it's just like the two of us. And I'm like, sometimes going out to dinner is cheaper. And then I don't have to do any dishes, but I try and eat at home and I try and do all the healthy stuff. But yeah, I I agree with that. I rarely, if ever, think that cooking is worth it. (laughs) I just read a Nora Ephron memoir and she talked about being single and something she would do for herself is make these nice dinners and set the table. And as a single woman who like does enjoy having a nice meal and does enjoy a pretty table setting, I like want to be that kind of person. I feel like what a great way to like celebrate yourself. But I'm like, no, like I will be having toast for dinner followed up by a banana and a cheese stick. Like I'm not going to make a meal for one person and spend all evening cooking to eat within 10 minutes. Like it's just the balance is not great. Totally. And that's even like, even when I make boxed mac and cheese, I'm like, I have eight dishes for this. Like why? I don't even want to eat it that bad. How did that happen is my question. I think I I feel like cooking is a scam. Like when people are talking about right now, like scams that have become normalized, (laughs) cooking is a scam that has become normalized. But for some reason, so I love to bake. And for some reason, that feels better to me. Maybe because I enjoy what I bake more than I enjoy what I cook. Because when I've got baking dishes, I'm like, leave them. They're fine. I love it. But then when I'm cooking a meal, I'm like, this is the worst. That's really funny. Okay. When restaurants charge extra for basic condiments and sauce. Does anyone like that? That sounds no, like a- I think what they're saying is that maybe the condiments and sauce should be a simple pleasure and then being charged for them negates it. Yes. I don't know if you saw that or maybe it was the TikTok that said they're not paying you enough to gatekeep the sauces. Okay. Just give me free sauces. Just give me as my, like when I go to in and out and I'm like, yeah, can I get some spread? And they're like, how many? I'm like 50. I don't know. Why do you care? <laughs> just give me a hundred. They're, they're not going to notice. They're just going to order more. And then they give me one and I'm like, come on guys, just load me up with sauce. Yeah. That's a really good one. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. People have been saying the beach that like, it's great in theory, but the sand everywhere thoughts. I highly agree with this one. I do. I do. I have never, I love a chilly beach. Like we've gone to the Oregon coast and I love that. Like I love somewhere that you can be bundled and you've got boots on and you're staying like warm, but um, yeah, like a tropical beach. I prefer a pool. I would so much rather go to a pool than a beach. Like 10 times out of 10. And I agree. Maybe it's because I've grown up in a landlocked state. Like I really love the beach. Like I will, I love to like plan a trip to make sure I get to go to the beach and walk on the beach and like play in the ocean. And one of my favorite trips in the past few years, my friend's parents live on the Gulf coast of Florida. And I went down in October and we like saw dolphins and we swam and the water was so great. But I think I wouldn't consider a simple pleasure. I would just say it's a pleasure because there is effort that's beating the joy. It's not something that I would do if I'm like, I need an easy pick me up. Like I wouldn't be like, the beach is the solution. I definitely agree with you there. And like beach vacations, like, like staying right on the beach. I'm like, you have to just accept that all your stuff is sandy and dirty. And you feel like, I always feel a little bit gross that like ocean water grosses me out a little bit. Like I, so I see the pleasure in it, but I totally get what you mean. It's not simple. It's not as simple as some people that are like, I'm just going to pop over to the beach. I'm like, I have to dedicate like three days to this excursion. Yeah. Because it's going to take that much time to get the standoff after. So you need to make sure that there was some balance in what's happening. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Family vacation is what someone else is. I think a few people actually said this one. I'm trying to think here. 
trying to think how I would family in general. No, there's nothing simple about family dynamics. They get harder as you get older, they get harder, but man, they're so joyful and they bring me so much happiness. But yes, that is definitely a part of life that requires a lot of effort, a lot of emotional heavy lifting, especially being on vacation together. So yes, a pleasure for sure. Simple. No, definitely would not say that. I think there's a lot of adjusting your expectations. I think especially there are rings. I'm guessing that like I doing something with one of my siblings, I feel like it's closer to simple pleasure. As you add more and more siblings and more and more opinions, I think the rings get bigger. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming like with a spouse or with a partner or like a significant other, that would be like a closer ring. And then if you added like traveling with another couple or traveling with some of your siblings or your parents, I think that it's like the more people you add to a trip, the farther it gets away from simple pleasure. So it requires an adjustment of expectations. Definitely. Are you from a big family? I'm one of four. One of four. Okay. So a good size for sure. And I'm, so I'm one of big in Utah. I was going to say four doesn't feel big in Utah when I I like had so many friends that were one of six kids. I'm one of eight. And yeah, that, that is obscene to me. Even when I hear people that come from a family of eight, I'm like, that's too many kids. And I'm like, oh wait, that's my family. And like, when people have two kids, I'm like, that's a lot of kids. That is a lot. One kid is a lot. So I think four kids is like a whole gaggle of kids, but yeah, coming from a family of eight, for sure, the more we add, the more, and we're all loud, we're all outspoken. I always used to say, I am the quiet one of my family. And if that tells you anything about how boisterous my brothers are. So yeah, it's, and it's always fun and I'm always glad we do it, but there's always some emotional turmoil to get there. I've always thought of this as the fourth child factor, even as most of us are adults, but especially when we were younger in my head, I'd call it the fourth child factor that things are pretty calm if there were only three of us. And it didn't matter which three. Things were pretty calm if there were only three of us. But once the fourth of us was there was when they got wild. And I, once I started noticing, I'd like, there's not necessarily one of us that's making this wild. It's just whatever there's all four of us. It's just the fact that there's four. Yeah. I think that is absolutely genius. And I feel like, yeah, when, so from a family of eight, if there's three of us, it's super mellow totally see that chaos come in at four and then it extra compounds at five, six, seven, eight. And then we got spouses and then we got nieces and nephews and it's just exponential every single time. But I'm with you when there's just me and two of my siblings, it's smooth sailing for sure. Okay. I think this is going to be the last one. Okay. Clean laundry because you have to fold it and put it away. Oh man. Yeah. I would say it rarely comes to me as a simple pleasure. It's always an effort. Always glad I did it, but never simple. Never. I, it takes me weeks to put laundry away. I'm really good at doing it. I'm really good at putting it in the washer and dryer. But then after that, it's really a, it's really a shot in the dark when that's going to get folded. (laughs) Fall apart after it's in the dryer. My best laundry experience in the past few months was my washer broke, which was negative. But my friend said, I'll wash and fold your laundry while you're at work. And she washed and dried and folded all my laundry while I was at work. And I picked up clean laundry from her house. And I think that exceeds simple pleasure level. But that was my best laundry experience because someone else. Yeah, that is luxury. In, In New York, when we were there, like you literally just take your hamper, you put it on a scale, they weigh your laundry, and then you pay a dollar per pound. So we would take it in. We'd have 10 pounds of laundry. We'd pay them 10 bucks. We'd come back later that day to completely clean because nobody in New York has has washers and dryers. So we would come back and I'm like, that is the most luxurious thing in the entire world. 
I'm trying to figure out a way to make that happen here. <laughs> that would be amazing. I do feel jealous as someone that like lives in Utah and you live in Salt Lake, which feels like the big city since I live in Cache Valley, but like <laughs> I recognize it's not the big city. And right. I do have to say in the big city, like the micro like ecosystems of services that exist, like I get very jealous when I think about that. Definitely. We definitely have a lot more access to things in a, in the capital city of Utah that, as opposed to the smaller outlier cities. So yeah, things like I'm, I haven't ever hired a cleaning service, but I'm like, man, one day I'm going to hire a cleaning service. I'm going to hire like somebody to wash my hair, somebody to tickle my back. That's all I want. Okay. So where are the best places for people to find you on the internet if they want to follow you and hear more from you? So on Instagram, I am just at the bad broadcast on TikTok. I am just bad broad and I have a new episode every Monday. So you can find that anywhere podcasts are and yeah, follow along on Instagram or wherever. And we're always doing weird, goofy. I'm going to try and do more of brackets. We've done like hot cartoons. We've done best hot dads from movies, all those things. So I try and keep it, try and keep it fun. So you can find me any of those places. Awesome. You are out here making sure that there is a simple pleasure for people every morning, every Monday morning. So you should, people should be adding that to their list. That is so nice of you. Thank you so much for having me. And also I got to say, so I grew up spelling my name M-A-T-T-I-E because I was named after one of my aunts who spelled her names Maddie. And then when I turned 14, I decided to change it because I'm Madison. And now when I look at Maddie, I'm always like, Maddie spelled your way. I'm very jealous. Oh, that's so sweet. It is oh. a very fun spelling. And yeah. I think it was very fun that we had a Maddie and Maddie episode and that we both have M&M initials, which yes. I think are some of the cutest initials. Yes. M-M-M-M. So if you ever see me change the spelling of my name, just know that I it was because I got jealous of you. I love it. I love <laughs> it. And hey, you were, are a few years older than me. So you had it spelled that way first. So it's not even you're just reclaiming something that was yours. You did, first. You did copy me. So no, just I did. So pretty <laughs> obvious. So, no, well, th- thank, you, thank so you so much. Thank you so much to Maddie Murphy. I felt so lucky and so honored that you agreed to be on this podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. I hope that you'll share with your family and friends and tag me when you do so that I can thank you. You can find me on social media. I'm on Twitter at Madeline K. You can find this podcast on Instagram at Not A Backup Plan. You can support this work on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. You can plan on another episode in two weeks. And until then, remember, this is your life. It's not a plan B.